welcome back, welcome back to the Life of an Average Joe podcast. You know, wow, great episode last week. Man, I really, I really was super happy. It's so nice to find people that you vibe with, like for real. Like it, it, it restores my faith in meeting people as friends and human beings and all that. Having Jesse on from I Have the Talking Stick, I knew it was going to be fun because I appreciated her podcast. I appreciated her outlook on things. And I just didn't know. You know, I didn't know how it was going to be once we did the podcast. But the vibe was there. And I and I love it. And I'm looking forward to having her on. We're actually working on something now. Uh, she will be on Trash Talk, the other show I do with Stuart Sachs. She will be on that soon. But I've got another idea, and I'm going to reach out to her and discuss some ideas with her and, and see how she feels about it. So, um, like I said, the show is ever evolving. And if you don't evolve, then you just become stagnant, boring, and nobody listens to you anymore. And look, I can talk all day, but it's nice to have people listen. So, big shout out again to her. Don't forget to check out her podcast, I Have the Talking Stick. You can go ahead and find that on Spotify. Uh, she is on TikTok as well as Instagram, or you can just go ahead and go on over to the life of an average Joe podcast.com. And I have all the links there in her guest profile there where you can enjoy what she has to say. This week's going to be different. This week's back to me. And, you know, it's, it's from a perspective of a parent, but let's not forget. I wasn't always a parent. Okay. I mean, that would be weird, right? I wasn't always a parent. And I know people have heard this. And so if you have kids, you'll understand. If you, if you don't have kids, you'll still understand because this, this pertains to you as well. If, if you're planning on having kids, then, you know, whatever. Listen, either way, I think we can all learn something from this. But obviously, as, you know, like as we change in life, our perspective and our view and opinions and, and the way we handle things change, or they should. I mean, if they don't change, if I am still handling things and dealing with things that I, how I dealt with 20, 25 years ago, I have a problem. And look, I still, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I still run into brick walls with the way I handle things sometimes. I know how I need to handle it. And it's like, because I have done something so long, so many times, a certain way, that I end up the, the comfort zone, even though it's going to be uncomfortable, the outcome, I still handle it that way. It is a big struggle. It's a reprogramming almost. And I've come a long way, but I have so much more to go. And you realize that when it affects other people around you. And you realize that even more when it affects your children. Like you're like, whoa, if I do this, this is not going to affect my children or child or whatever the way it should, I better not do that, you know? So you just, you change. I mean, inevitably you have this different view. And I was thinking about parents in general and society and, and it really, it started. So I'm going to take it back. Okay. Recently I went to the library with my son. Now we've always gone to the library. You know, we have a very nice library by us that we could walk to. And it is very nice. 
from different events that they do, from the, the books, everything. It's just a very nice library. Well, recently they had announced that they were building a new library because the city has grown, obviously, and it really has so much that they need to take over the city itself, like City Works, the government needs to take over this building and we need a new library, right? And it was going to be a little bit further. Now, still technically speaking, I could walk to it. It's not as convenient, but I could and we might. But if I have to drive, it's pretty easy to get to. No big deal. But in the meantime, like the library had been closed down. Now, they kept it open for a while, as long as they could until it was time to start moving stuff over to the new library and all that. And they closed it. So my son and I hadn't gone to the library in a while. We hadn't gotten any books. Now, he's got books for Christmas and, and you know, we go back and we reread some of the same books and, and all that. But he hadn't had any books. We hadn't gone to the library. It, it became a while. I mean, I got to be honest with you. I don't think we went to the library since December. That's middle of March right now, right? That's a long time for as much as we read and as much as we go to the library. Well, they just, a little while ago, recently, did the ribbon cutting on the library. And I had, from what the few pictures and Instagram and TikToks that I had seen of the library, it's pretty impressive. More impressive than the other one. And the other one was pretty impressive. So we just recently went. Walking up, it feels like you are in a much larger city than, than I really am. And I am in a big city. I mean, is Frisco as big as Dallas? No. But it's big. I mean, Google Frisco, Texas, if you guys are listening from out of state, out of the country and whatever, and just see. I mean, home of the Dallas Cowboys. I know that sounds funny, right? But their headquarters and practice field is here. Home of FC Dallas, you know, Toyota Stadium, the Rough Riders, you know, um, you know soon to be home of Universal Studios, Texas, the uh, a, a sub park of Universal Studios. It's massive things going on in Frisco. Massive. I mean, we're just in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a month, we're going to have the Country Music Awards down the street. It's a big place. So, I mean, it's, it is definitely huge up and coming all that, but it's walking up to the library. It looked like it should be in Chicago, New York, or Pennsylvania, or whatever, Philly, you know what I mean? Very cool, very modern, but cool. And I knew it was going to be semi-crowded because some of the schools were on spring break, and it's new, right? So what are all the moms going to do? Greg, gather up their little rugrats and go to the library. And Luke was stoked. He even said, well, I really like the other library. I'm like, let's check this out. We got in, and it's just as modern and advanced looking and up to date and 2023 as I could have imagined. It did not feel like I was in Frisco, Texas. And we go in, and we go into the first floor, and there's huge... You know, checkouts, you don't got to deal with the librarian. You literally just scan your card, scan the books, and you dip. You know, um, lounge areas everywhere, reading areas, computers. And the first floor is essentially kids, toddlers, teenagers, whatever. 
preteens, all that. You go to the second floor, it is more of the traditional quiet. They have study rooms, computer labs, balconies that you can sit outside. I mean, I didn't even get to explore the entire library because we spent quite some time, hours on the first floor. Looking at books, they have a play area, whole play area on the inside, which Luke went to. But then they have another area that's more hands-on, interactive, like science. So we went and looked under the microscopes and checked out all these different, you know, cells. And then they had this like Lego pit where you could put together cars, build your own cars or just build whatever you want. But it was essentially there to build cars. And then next to it, they had a track four lanes and you could race your cars with people and it would it would tell you the speed and who won like very cool stuff it had all these puzzles it had these robots that were operated by ipads that you had to control with the ipad in this arena to move forward or spin or go backwards like dude very entertaining we spent a ton of time there before we even looked at books and then they had the computers for the kids that they could use and this was the first time my son's five, and I asked him if he had used a computer in school, and they've used tablets, but he hadn't used like a computer with a mouse. He's aware of them, but he, you know, obviously, I have one, but he's not, he's never used one. He's used a fake one that he got for Christmas that wasn't fake. I shouldn't say that. It had like the keyboard and it had things that he could do on there and it got him in the motion of learning the computers but not a true computer here was a true computer with games and spelling and and he got to use it and i tell you what it was amazing a little frustrating at first for him they were also touchscreen but then he picked up so fast and for me to sit there and watch him pick up these computers so fast it was cool and to see his enthusiasm learning the computer and not only that learning applying what he learned at school to the computer from spelling and math like it was very cool I was from a dad point of view like fun and proud and then we checked out six books right oh and by the way there's a giant skeleton uh fossilized Tyrannosaurus Rex in the middle of this library it's crazy I could go on about this podcast could be about what this library was. But that's not the point. Now, he's a toddler. He's having fun. He's excited. It's not a quiet library. It's okay. But he's not screaming. But as we're playing the computer, this girl comes up to the computer next to him, and he's like, hi. And she's like, hi. And I'm like, that's cool. Entertain each other. But I'm next to him, and he's in the middle of using it. Now, mind you, He had just gotten on it. It wasn't like he had been on it for hours. It wasn't like that he was hogging it. And there was a lot of computers, but, you know, patience, wait your turn. And he had to. He had to wait his turn. But he was on it, right? This girl starts pushing the touchscreen. And he's building something. It was like a a game where he had to build an amusement park. So he's putting his pieces there. She's changing the color and then moving stuff. And I was like, hey, honey. I said, it's his turn now. I said, he'll be off soon and then you can do it. Let him do that, please. Because I'm like, that's rude. And Luke is being very nice. And he's like, okay, what's going on? Probably a lot nicer than I am. And that's okay. And she's like, I'm just doing it. And I go, I know, but it's not your turn yet. Wait your turn. There's a computer about to open. Like, leave the kid alone. 
And the mom's like, oh, you got friends. And she just walks by. She's like, I'm going over here. And she sits down and she gets on her phone. And I'm like, brah. So the girl kept doing it. And I said, please don't touch the computer. It's not your turn. And she just kind of looked at me and backed away. But then Luke's doing it. And then Luke's like, what color do you think I should make it? And he asked her. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, you're asking her. You're including her. You got a kind soul respect, but don't be taken advantage of either. You know, you got to teach these kids young. Don't be taken advantage of. And she's like, oh, I'm going to do this. And she starts doing, I said, no, why don't you guys work together if you want her to Luke? And he's like, well, I was doing it, but, and I'm like, I'm just like, honey, I think it's time for you to go sit over there and wait. We'll be done in a minute. And she goes to the next computer and she's doing it again to this kid. Now this kid is like, like telling her like, hey, stop. She doesn't stop there. This annoying girl goes to the next computer and starts bugging people. But Luke's zoning out and I'm watching and I'm not going to tell her anymore because it's not my kid that she's messing with, so I don't care. The mom is on her phone just being a typical Frisco mom. Oh my gosh, look at you. You just go around. You're just such a social butterfly. And I'm like, bro, your kid is annoying. Then the girl goes over and this one kid is sitting down in like these big like, it's almost like it looks like a cave, but it's all like a plush area to read. And he's sitting down reading a book. She goes and sits in there and starts like turning the pages of his book. And he's and he gets up and walks away and puts the book down and the girl just leaves. She doesn't even take the book like she just and I'm sitting there thinking to myself. Why do parents think that it's okay that just because, just because this is a fun, exciting library, it's new, and they are this level, this floor that we are on, clearly has things geared towards kids, that that means that you can let your child run everywhere, insane the inmates running the asylum, that you can allow your kid to do whatever they want without zero supervision. And you can just kind of hover in the area to make sure kind of that they don't run outside or go upstairs or get kidnapped or whatever. But essentially you are just getting away. You are, you are sitting there going, you know what? We're going to go to the library so my kid can run around. It's not a park, mind you. It's brand new. It's literally been open for like a few days. We're going to go let my kid run around and bug all these other kids. And it's okay because I can get on my phone. I can scroll social media and I can have me time because that's what's important. And it wasn't just this one pretentious mother that did it. There were multiple kids running as if they were outside. Look, if we're outside in a park and kids are running insane, As annoying as that can be sometimes and loud, it's expected. They're outside. They're kids. They're doing what they're supposed to do. I really couldn't even get mad at this girl because clearly this is what her mom allows. This is not a behavior that this girl just developed. Yes, all kids can act that way. They're maniacs, right? Let's be real. Kids are essentially like, they're kind of psychopaths. You know, they're kind of narcissistic psychopaths. You know, it's all about like, what can I eat? Do this for me. I'm going to cry if you don't. Love me. 
guilt. Like, <laughs> you know, but we as parents teach them. We're supposed to teach them patience. We're supposed to teach them manners and courtesy and respect and what not to do. Clearly, this girl is not taught that. As a matter of fact, she's not disciplined by that. And the mom, or the, the dad too, but let's just blame the mom, is encouraging that. Because the mom should have kept a better eye on her and been like, hey, it's not your turn. Why don't you wait your turn? I'm not mad at the girl for running up and be excited that she's got all these new things to do as she sees a bunch of other kids do the exact same thing, run around and go crazy. I'm not mad at her. She's doing what kids do. But why is it that parents think, you know what? It's totally okay. And it doesn't just happen like. And mind you, let me rewind this before I jump to my next thing. There was a lot of kids. These kids were jumping off the stairs, climbing up the, like, to the third stair, and then jumping down. Like, and you've got the people that work there like, hey, be careful. And no, not be careful. We need to tell these kids, hey, please stop jumping. It's not a playground. But you go and do that, and you've got some mom or dad that's like, oh, look, it's, they're just playing, okay? It's a park. It's, it's not a park. It's a freaking library. Yes, it's exciting. They have a giant playroom where, guess what? You can be loud and build things and ride a train. Not in the library. But these parents, literally, I saw two moms. And it's mostly moms. Because why? Because the general way around here, dad's at work, mom's at home. With the kids... She's got to have her mom time and her mom moments. So she's going to get together with the neighbor mom and they're going to take the kids to the library, let the kids run around like freaking Mad Max and the Thunderdome. And they're going to sit down with their little $17 coffee and talk. Oh my God. So can you believe this? Like I had this thing at school and Trisha was such a bee. Meanwhile, her kids are climbing the Tyrannosaurus Rex that they just got there and they're playing Jurassic Park. Like their kid's about to become extinct and the parents are oblivious. What? Luke's not like that, but he would be if I didn't teach him not to be. Matter of fact, he even says things, Dad, these kids are out of hand. Now, I'm not saying that Luke has not run around like a maniac. I've got plenty of times where he goes nuts. And I've had moments where we've been in a restaurant or an airport. And I've been like, bro, whoa, take it down a notch. Because if I didn't do that, he would never learn when and where it's appropriate to do these sort of things. At the park, if you want to run around and scream and act like a maniac and jump off things, I salute you and I want you to do it. Not in a library, not in the airport, and not at a restaurant. But from working in the restaurants for years, and I mean years, parents have gotten worse. They literally get to the point where because they have kids, we are supposed to bow down, cater to them, accept them, and, and completely throw all of our other rules that make us a society out the window because you chose to procreate. 
They don't care if the kids make a mess. Half the time they don't apologize. Half the time they don't even offer to pick it up or try to pick it up. They don't care if the kids are getting out of their seat and going from one table around to the other, playing musical tables, bothering patrons. God forbid you have a patio area and you're sitting on it with the kids and the kids are running around on the patio. They're like, well, it's outside. It's fine. I used to work at this food truck park and we had the sign up that said after nine, kids had to leave. Now, the owners didn't strongly enforce it that much. I did. And so did some of the other bartenders there. This place, yes, it was outside. We had live music. We had things geared towards kids. But after nine, it was pretty much turned and the music came on, the live music. Uh, it you know, drink specials, it turned into drinking heavily. Not to say that that wasn't the case during the day, but it was a different vibe. It got rowdy, like it should. You want a bunch of people drinking and, and it's packed and your kids are running around. Now, during the day, yeah, you got some uh, horseshoes or you got, um, you know, different things to play you know, giant Jenga, things like that. Sure, I get it. But parents would literally bring their kids there at like three, four, five o'clock. Let them run all over the place, which blows my mind because here we are in a food truck park, essentially a bar. 100 people, 200 people there, in and out, by a main drag, by the main street. I mean, it was fenced off, but still, you got food vendors there, people drinking, and these kids, the parents are sitting way over there with 20 other parents getting drunk. Meanwhile, their kids are sitting in front of the bar, which is like almost like a giant like food truck type bar. You know, it's hard to explain, but if you guys have been out or even, you know, remotely have an idea what I'm talking about, you get it. Playing in the rocks in the sand. You know how quick it is for somebody to pick that kid up, walk out the front door, and you're never going to see your child again or do something else or your kid picks up a drink? No cares. And when you said something to the parents, they looked at you. And I got this countless times. Well, it's a park. No, it's not a, it's not a park. Just because it's called a food truck park doesn't mean that we have slides and jungle gyms and rock climbing walls here. This is, we're serving, this is a business. And the lack of respect from these parents, like, ugh. or when we would go around and be like, hey guys, it's, we'd make an announcement. It's about to be nine o'clock. We're going to let the, you know, it's time to get the young ones uh, to bed. Thank you for coming. We'll be back tomorrow. They were blown away when we would slide over you know, have a server come to the table, drop off a tab. Or I'd cash people out and put their tab there. You guys are going to get one for last call? Oh, you guys closing? No, but it's 9 o'clock and I noticed you had little ones. Oh, you're kicking us out? Well, at 9 o'clock we do this because, well, we want to see the live music. Well, you better get a babysitter. I don't know what to tell you. You can't do that. We're in Frisco. This is a family town. Well, actually, I can and I am because... 
just because you popped out kids doesn't mean the people that want to have an adult night need to make sacrifices. This is the thing that I don't understand. And mind you, I'm a parent. I don't understand why we can sit here, and I say we as people, can sit here and say, well, I have kids. You need to understand that. You need to understand why they're this way. You need to understand why I have to bring my kid on the airplane, why I have to take him to the restaurant. Okay, we do understand that. But you need to also understand that there's a lot of people that either A, don't have kids, or B, left their kids at home so they could have an adult night and don't want to put up with your kids. I love my son. I spend most of my time hanging out with him. And I enjoy it. So the rare time that either I get to go out or want to go out, I don't want to be around kids. I'm not going to go to Applebee's. Okay, well, first off, I would never go to Applebee's anyway. It's disgusting. But I'm not going to go to Applebee's because that's a family-friendly environment. I'm not going to go to Dave & Buster's. At 6 p.m. on a Saturday, regardless of the bar or whatever, it's a family environment. If I go to a place that says that after 9, it's 21 and up, and it's 9.45, 10 o'clock, and there's a bunch of children going around, guess what? You are losing my business. So if I can understand that, yeah, hey, it's a family restaurant. It's a Saturday afternoon. There's probably going to be kids there, and I choose to go there, that's okay, then I have to accept that. It's the same for the parents that have these kids. You need to accept the fact that some places you can't bring your kids to. You know, that the whole thing about parenting is you make a sacrifice. You chose to have those kids. Whatever the circumstances are, you chose to have them. Therefore, your life is not your life anymore. And you have to work around that. Why are parents continuing to just go around and let their kids do whatever they want in a grocery store. In a beer and wine section, there are literally toddlers running up and down the beer, the wine aisle. You knock over one of those bottles, forget breaking the product, somebody's going to get hurt. I'll say something all day. But how are parents standing there looking for their bottle of wine while their kids playing Ring Around the Rosies in the Cabernet section? And they're just like, do-do-do-do-do. Oh, guys, stop that. Are you kidding me? There would not be a, a second that Luke would get the idea to start running in a grocery store in the wine section. I wouldn't even have to say a word. He could sense the dark side coming out on me. And he'd be like, no, I ain't gonna do that. But parents look at you, even if you work there as an employee and say, hey, can you guys be careful, please? I I wouldn't want you to get hurt. They look at you like, I can't believe you just tried to be an adult to my child. And this is why we have kids that are dicks. And they grow up. And they turn into those parents that are sitting down while their kids running back and forth in traffic going, oh, my God, you're so funny. And it's a cycle. And I swear to God, it's getting worse. I swear it's getting worse. I I am baffled by it. 
And it makes people that don't have kids look at people that have kids like, oh, God. Dude, my dude is a G on the airplane. Always has been. Even since he was a little baby. And he got a little uncomfortable at one time. And didn't really cry. Just wanted to move around a lot. So he was bouncing from seat to seat. At the time I was married and we had the whole row. So it didn't matter. But this kid has flown everywhere. And he's a G. He might get lippy with me or cranky with me sometimes. But people don't hear from him. He doesn't throw a fit. He doesn't kick the back of the seat. He acts how he's supposed to act. Even when he's exhausted on a trip and cranky and is giving people the death stare, he's just trying to get through it. Restaurants, like I said, sometimes he's lippy with me at a restaurant, but the whole restaurant doesn't have an issue with him. My waiter doesn't have an issue with him. He is, he's taught. We just went to the Star. That's where the Dallas Cowboys headquarters, you know, their headquarters and their practice field is. And they've got this area outside. It's almost like it's fake. It's AstroTurf. It's like a football field leading up to the Star. And then we just went there to hang out. We needed to get out of the house, got some ice cream, and then went there. He's running around back and forth. Why? Because everybody else was. We're outside and they had like a little festival going on. And that's okay. But you better believe it. If we went inside a store or a shop or something, his whole demeanor changes. I'm not saying he doesn't get excited or whatever, but he's there. And I see kids that are like grabbing things, opening and closing doors to bathrooms. And the parents are oblivious. And they're not even oblivious. They don't care. Like, having a kid doesn't give you the right to be a douchebag. It doesn't give you the right to sit there and just throw it out the window and say, you know what, I have a kid and I just need this moment. You know, kids are kids. No. Kids are kids, but parents should be parents. It's your job. I'm not saying you got to be the Gestapo and correct them. Kids need to have creativity sometimes and explore. They do. You don't have to be like, don't touch that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You don't got to be a constant like, you know, put them on electro leash and every time they do something, tase them. But there's a line. There's balance. It's, it's you're laying the groundwork and the foundation for how they're going to be as an adult. And if you sit there and you let your dumb little girl touch everybody else's stuff and get involved in everybody else's stuff, she's going to have a really hard time. And the dude that dates her is going to have an even harder time. Because she's going to be annoying and demanding. And I see it all the time. I see it with dads. I'm picking on the women because that's what I dealt with during the day at the library. But I see it with the dads. They're sitting there having a beer, beer gut down to their freaking down to their toes. Kids running around. They're at some like outside venue. All right, man, what are you doing? They're talking to their their fat neighbor and the kids like running five miles away, literally being rude, knock some little baby down. Hey, you got to be careful, man. So anyway, let me drink this crappy bud light you know like that's they're just there no respect man zero it's all about them i saw it at the water park 
I watched a kid because I had no idea where the mom was. And this little kid was about to dive in a pool that she should not have even been around. Luckily, the lifeguards were there, too. And he kind of like walked by her and touched her, like to push her back. And then I stayed and the lifeguard stayed, too. Meanwhile, the mom's over there at a table with another mom drinking her sparkling overpriced water, talking about probably her pet, her fourth pedicure for the week. Grocery stores. And it blows my mind because it's not even about a respect thing and teaching kids. It's a safety thing. Look, just the other day, I saw this news article. I actually news story. And it made me freaked out. It was at a Walmart. Shocker. Mom had her daughter. I'm going to say her daughter was four or five. Maybe. Okay. I, I don't remember. But had her daughter in the front of the shopping cart like most parents do. She was, the shopping cart was in front of her. Her mom leaned down to grab cheese, deli meat, whatever. A guy walked by, grabbed the daughter out of the cart and turned around to go down the aisle. And the mom turned and was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? The guy grabbed the daughter and was walking away from the mom. Pull the knife out. Meanwhile, there just happens to be a police officer that was at that Walmart full, you know, not undercover, not off duty, full whatever, buying food, whatever. And then, of course, the mall, the the Walmart security guards who are worthless were talking to the guy. The guy was getting very agitated. And the police officer said, hey, why don't we get you a chair to sit down? Got him a chair, sat down. Meanwhile... This guy still has this girl with his knife out. He starts to put the knife closer to the girl's neck and he starts talking about how he's running out of time. Well, the police officer, meanwhile, while the security guard was talking to him, and at this point there's another police officer, police officer walks around to the back of the store and came out, you know, say through the employees where they come out, where the, where the loading dock is, where the warehouse, where room is and all that. Guy starts counting down. The police officer did not take a minute. He walked right up to the guy and blew the dude's brains out. I mean, do you blame him? Now, forget the aftermath and what that's going to mean for the girl and all that. This happened in a matter of seconds, and the mom didn't do anything wrong. But I've been in a grocery store where I have seen a dad. With two kids, maybe five to six years old, four to six, in a shopping cart, park at the end of an aisle, walk halfway down the aisle and start looking for stuff while the kids are in the shopping cart. And the only reason I caught it is because I'm always looking at that stuff. It's a combination of things. I've been that way. I've been a guy that's been aware of my surroundings for a long time. From the exits, the entrances, how many windows we have. I never sit my back to the door. When I have Luke, I watch everything. I watch everybody. He's by my side. Like I, and I, it's part of it's from working the nightclubs and the bars. Part of it's just from being who I am, living where I've lived, all that. So when I walk in a grocery store, 
I'm not just looking out for my people. I'm just keeping an eye on things. And I saw these two sitting there. And I'm like, where's the parents? And I'm looking around. I don't see anybody around them. And so I kind of just start messing around close to where they were. And I see a dad down the aisle. And I'm like, I bet you it's that guy. He's got, he's so far down. I literally could have took that shopping cart fast as I could, gone to my car or grabbed one of the kids, gone in my car and been gone because that aisle wasn't deep into the grocery store. It was pretty close to an exit. Not to mention, what if it was a situation like that happened at Walmart? What if I just wanted to do something wrong? He just left him there, oblivious. Finally, he walked by, got him, and I'm like, okay, and I walked away. But I could tell you story after story. I had a guy tell me to mind my business one time because I saw a kid in a shopping cart for 10 minutes by himself. Finally, and I was talking to this child who was probably five, And I finally said, hey, where's your dad? And he said, I don't know. So I got the kid out of the shopping cart, held his hand, and I said, let's go to the front. And mind you, this was at my work. So I have my employee stuff on, which I know people can whatever. But as I'm walking, I get to the front. The dad finally gets there and is like, what is going on? Why is my son up here? And I said, sir, he didn't know where you were. I didn't know who you know, whose kid this was, but he was in that car for 10 minutes. I left him for a minute because I was looking for something. Now, sir, it was 10 minutes. I, I, I literally have been there for 10 minutes. And I took him up at this time and I was worried, but thank God you're here. He cursed me out. Oh, you just need to mind your business, you know? But, and I'm like, bro, let me tell you something. If we weren't at my place of business, a job that I care about greatly, I would have a lot to say to you right now. If we were in a bar, like back when I was bar, Brandon, we, this conversation would have ended before your mouth even opened, okay? And if I was younger, I might not say anything. I might just handle you and then your dad would have or your kid would have a story about his dad got his butt handed to him. But I couldn't believe it. They, they, I, they were making me to be the bad guy. Now, did I get in trouble at work? No, of course not. I kept my cool. I walked away. The higher-ups dealt with it, and I, was, I did the right thing. I did what I was supposed to do. But in what planet, and when I say 10 minutes, I know sometimes we exaggerate about time. We say, oh, my God, it's been forever, and it's been like one minute because it feels longer. I can tell you right now this was legitimately 10 minutes because I was getting ready to go on break. But in what planet do you just disappear, your child, in a public place with hundreds, if not thousands of people going in and out for a matter of one minute, let alone 10, and then attack somebody who's literally trying to protect your child because you couldn't. And it's an attitude and it's a problem and it's a virus. It is a viral, I guess, I don't want to say a viral way of thinking, but it's a, it's, it's a cultural thing and I don't get it. I don't get it. And you either go from the extreme parents 
that they want to put their kids in a bubble or the parents that just don't give a crap and they want to live their own life because they feel they deserve it. I deserve to live my life. I deserve to have this second mimosa. I deserve to, to have this moment while I'm on FaceTime while my kid's in the library running around and I don't know what she's doing. You don't deserve anything. You don't deserve anything. You're not entitled to anything and you don't deserve anything. You, your job is to take care of your kids. Do you, have that, do you have the right to have a good adult time? Absolutely. But it ain't in the library and it sure as heck ain't in the grocery store leaving your child unattended down an aisle. But there's something going on. Like I'm, and I, I can't explain it. I don't know if it's media. I don't know if it's Hollywood or marketing or people telling each other that, oh, you got to take care of yourself. Me time's important. They literally take that to the next level. Me time is important, but not at the expense of your children. Guess what? The world doesn't revolve around you. Period. I hate to break it to you. You are not important. You have a headache, you're tired, you don't want to go grocery shopping, you don't want to deal with your kids today, you should have thought about that before you squirted one out. I'm just saying. Those days happen to me. But I don't pawn my child on the rest of the world. The rest of the world didn't have my child. I did. Well, I, you know what I mean. And in the same sense, people have to understand too... If a parent is trying to do something about their child or is if the child is crying or acting up and the parent's trying to get out of the restaurant to to talk to them or get on the airplane or do something, don't give a dirty look to the parent because sometimes, guess what? You can't calm down a crying baby. It's just a baby. They can't talk. And if I see a mom or dad or whomever trying to do the right thing, then I, it is what it is. It's, it's just, that's a moment. Now, if I see them trying to calm down a calming baby or, or a crying baby, I should say, at 10 o'clock at night at a bar, I'm going to judge. I'm going to judge hardcore. Flat out, I'm going to judge you because you shouldn't be there. And that baby's crying because that baby needs to go to bed. You wanted to have a drink, you should have put that baby to bed and stayed at home like the rest of us normal people. If you don't want to stay at home and drink, you shouldn't have had a baby. Get a babysitter. I don't know what to tell you. But there is something wrong, and it's everywhere. It's at the most, even places that are geared towards children beyond libraries, there are still protocols and procedures, and and you have to wait your turn, and patience, and manners. Just because you go to Disneyland doesn't mean you get to run around acting like a DB. You still have to be patient and have manners and respectful. And parents are like, oh, we're in Disney. I'm going to get drunk. These kids can run everywhere. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to get wasted so my child can run around an amusement park with hundreds of thousands of people from all across the globe so that I may lose my kid. They don't even care. They don't care. But they'll be the first ones crying if something happened to their baby. I don't know what happened. I turned my back for a minute. No, you didn't. You were having your seventh beer over at Epcot in Germany while your kid's riding Dumbo with a stranger. Give me a break. We as parents, we got to be better. 
We got to be better. And people, if you don't have parents, if you don't have kids, you also have to give some understanding and some grace. Don't judge every single parent that walks in. Understand their situation. It's a balance. Because we all are human beings. And we're all here on this planet until the mothership takes us away, which hopefully that's coming any time now. But I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I would never understand it. And it doesn't work for me. It doesn't. And I do a lot of things with my son. A lot. We go everywhere. He is literally my partner in crime. He is my ride or die buddy. We do all kinds of stuff. I mean, from FC Dallas to camping trips to Las Vegas to like grocery stores, amusement parks, like carnivals, like We do things, man. That's just what we do. And he's experienced a lot of that, but he also knows how to act. You want to get lippy with me and you want to be disrespectful to me or have an attitude towards me, that's one thing. It's not cool, but I'll deal with it because I'm a parent. But not we're not acting that this chaos way in public. You're in a bounce house bouncing around at a car or like an event or a birthday party with all your friends bouncing around running. Heck yeah, go to town. I'm never going to tell you to chill. Do it. You're at a park and you're going up and down the slide and chasing your friends around. I'm in. I'm watching you. I'm not just chilling on my phone. I'm watching you, but go ahead. You start running around in a grocery store, in a library, being loud, cutting in front of kids, taking their stuff. Yeah, you'll never go to that library again. So what about you guys? What do you think what what do you think is going on in society? Do you think it is a societal problem? I personally do. I think it's a trend in society and we see it with parents passed on to their kids which then grow up and do the same thing. I also think it has this idea of we deserve. This is a society of me. This is a society of I deserve this. And that attitude is given, is like forced to us by marketing, by media, by shows, by movies, by everything. And I, and I think that that becomes a big problem. Like I think, I think that when we sit there and we talk about self-care and me time, we take it to the umpth degree, the umpth level, and we forget that there's a balance. That me time doesn't mean you infringe on everybody else's life and sacrifice what you're there to do. You know, you don't sacrifice something for me time. You might sacrifice something for yourself. I'm not going to pick up my phone today and talk to people because I'm having me time. It's not, I'm going to stay in my room and let my kids run around, or I'm going to have me time at the park or at this restaurant and drink my wine while my kids just run around and piss everybody off. That's, that's not what it is. But I think we're fed this. We're fed. We must have me time. We must take care of ourselves. We must do this. And I think it's, it's, we're, we're acting like we're owed something. You're not entitled to anything. You're not owed anything. But people think that people assume that. And it, I think it becomes a massive problem, and I think we see that in parents. And then, of course, there's those parents that just have had kids that, you know, maybe they shouldn't have. I don't know. I'd love to hear from you, though. That's, that's this week's episode on the Life of an Average Joe podcast. 
go ahead and you can send me an email at the life of an average show podcast at gmail.com if you'd like. If you want to do that, God knows you guys love sending me emails. Or you can go ahead and uh, reach me on all my other social media platforms. Go ahead and go to the life of an average show podcast.com. Come back next week, talk to me about it. But I do want to hear from parents and non parents. Let me know what you could think. I'll be back next week. I believe I've got another special guest, so this should be fun. Uh, I got to check my schedule on my episodes, though. And uh, man, we're just getting right into summer soon here. So we got some wild stuff coming. But thanks again for everybody for supporting the Life of an Average Show podcast. Big shout out to Grotty. Grotty. Wow, I'm tired. Big shout out to Groggy Dog. You guys are rocking it. Uh, By the way, I will have a t-shirt update. Or uh, the t-shirts may actually be live uh, next week on the Life of an Average Show podcast.com. And we will get some hats back. The trucker hats should be back. I'm not getting another round of beanies until probably fall. Um, I may bring them back again this summer, but we'll see. But I will have the trucker hats uh, available and the t-shirts. So until next time, guys, thanks again.